قَالَ لَهُمْ مُوسَى When everybody was there, Musa a.s. is facing the magicians. Musa a.s. addressed the magicians directly. قَالَ لَهُمْ مُوسَى He said to them, وَيْلَكُمْ Woe to you. What is wrong with you? Woe to you. لَا تَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا Do not invent a lie against Allah. Do not fabricate a lie against Allah. How? How were the magicians fabricating a lie against Allah? This could be referring to their associating partners with Allah, because that is also a lie about Allah. This could also be competing with Allah's miracles. Okay, because they were competing with the miracles, right? They want to show that the messenger of God is false. The message that he has brought is false. So in other words, Musa a.s. is telling them, you know what the truth is. You are magicians, you know what magic is. And you know that what I do is not magic. You know exactly what magic is. You know that I am upon the truth. لَا تَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا Because if you fabricate a lie against Allah, then what will happen? فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ بِعَذَابٍ فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ What's the root? سِينْ حَاتَ سُحْت Do you remember the word سُحْت? وَأَكْلِهِمُ السُحْت أَكَّالُونَ لِلسُحْت سُحْت, سحت is basically, it literally means to peel the skin. Okay? So to de-skin something. Let me give you an example that will not be that gruesome. So think of an orange. Okay? And you are taking the skin off. Alright? Or an apple and you take the skin off. Or a banana and you take the skin off. Okay? But it doesn't just mean take the skin off. It means to uproot, to destroy something completely. Because think about it, if there is an animal or you know a living creature and the skin, the top layer is peeled off, it's completely taken off, then how are they meant to remain alive? How? Or for instance, the surface of the earth. There's plants, there's so much stuff. And if the top layer of soil is taken off, then it's uprooted. All those plants are gone. Right? So, فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ Meaning He will exterminate you. He will completely annihilate you. He will destroy you بِعَذَابٍ with some punishment. Musa a.s. is warning the magicians directly, fear God, fear His punishment. What are you doing? Why are you just blindly listening to Fir'aun? Do you realize what you're doing? You're competing with God's messenger? Don't you realize the consequences? And this is something very important that Musa a.s. Before he competes with them, he warns them. This is well-wishing. This is well-wishing. That you want the best for everybody, even those who are coming against you. So you speak to them and you say, do you realize what you're doing? Do you realize what you're doing? Don't you fear God? Don't you fear the consequences of what you're doing? فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ بِعَذَابٍ وَقَدْ خَابَ And he has failed. خَابَ When someone has failed to accomplish his goal. He's disappointed. He's frustrated. So, وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنِ The one who has fabricated. Meaning the one who invents such falsehood about Allah, he's never going to succeed. You think you're going to win here? You think you're going to be successful? There is no winning against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now over here, we learn something about magic. That those who perform magic, you know, themselves or they go to someone so that magic may be done, what are they doing? Fabricating a lie 
against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because magic is kufr. And we have learned about that in Surah Al-Baqarah already. It's kufr. Magic is a form of shirk. It's pure disbelief. The person who commits magic, who makes someone do magic, this is like committing kufr. Alright? Because shaitan, you're seeking his help. You're pleasing shaitan. You're in the way of shaitan. You're harming someone. You're hurting someone. And all of this does not befit a believer. And this ayah gives a severe warning. The one who does magic, فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ بِعَذَابٍ Severe consequences of doing magic. And what is that? That person is destroyed by God's punishment. It's a major sin. Magic is what? Sihr is major sin. Even if you are very well-intentioned, you have a very good reason. Even then it is a major sin. And this is the reason why the ulama have said that the person who commits magic, I mean, their punishment is what? You know what it is? Finished. They're finished. So we don't realize the enormity of the sin. Because over petty issues, I want to control my son, I want to control my husband, I want to control my in-laws, I want to control my tribe, my haters, you know, whoever they are, I want to control my life. People are going to get magic done. And they forget, فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ بِعَذَابٍ وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنِ The one who will fabricate such a thing, who will go to magic, who will turn to magic, خَابَ He's finished. You mean fortune telling. That is also not correct. That is also something forbidden. Because if a person goes to a fortune teller seeking to know his future, his fortune, shows his hand or whatever, then his salah is not accepted. Salah is not accepted for many days. This is also a major sin. Yeah, magic obviously it's more severe. But just a reminder that keep away from magic. Go ahead. I mean, if it's a trick, okay? Not real magic, it's just a trick. You're deceiving somebody. But you're using the word magic, magic, magic. What are you doing? You're glorifying magic. Aren't you? Children will be so fascinated. Wow, magic is so cool. And this is why when they grow up and you tell them it's not allowed, they're like, how boring is our religion? This fun magic, this cool stuff is not allowed? Why not? Hmm? So it's very important that we call tricks, tricks. Okay, Don't call them magic. Because it glorifies magic and it also let us feel the enormity of the sin. Fortune cookies. I mean, obviously, if you don't believe and you're just eating a cookie because you like that cookie, that's different. But you're getting that cookie so that you can read and then... And the thing is that when you read it, you'll definitely believe in it. Because it's not possible that you read something like that and then something happens later and you don't make that connection. You'll definitely make the connection. Right? It'll keep coming to your mind. You can't ignore it. Hmm? Yeah, there are many interesting incidents that you can learn about from the different lectures of Shuyukh where there's actual magic being performed and you know they read Ayatul Kursi or something like that and the magic that Shayateen went away and that magician was actually bleeding because he had you know stabbed himself with several uh, knives and God knows what but somebody came and they read Ayatul Kursi and the Shayateen they ran away 
And when they ran away, it meant that that person who was performing magic, he could actually feel all those knives. Okay? So there have been many incidents like this. So remember that magic is very closely tied to shayateen. It cannot be done except with the help of shayateen. Except with the cooperation with shayateen. So every kind of magic is? Every kind of magic, real magic, what is it? Shirk. It's wrong. Even if you want to do it to control your husband, it's wrong. It's not allowed. You want to say something? Yeah, and the sheikh, he said that whoever does this, even like the people who do it on TV and stuff, that means they've sold their hereafter. Yes. That's it. وَلَقَدْ عَلِمُوا لَمَنِ اشْتَرَاهُ مَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقِ The person who purchases magic, then he will have no share in the akhirah. Now, one more trap of shaitan is that magic has been done on us, so we need to go to a magician to break the magic that has been done on us, to counter that. That is also wrong. That is also not okay. So if you feel like magic has been done on you, and you go to somebody and they take a thread and they measure your length, and they ask you the name of your mother, when threads come in and the names of your family members come in, please walk away. Walk away. Because as we will see in these ayat, the only thing that can successfully break magic is what? What has come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One stick of Musa salam was sufficient to destroy the magic of all those magicians. And what was that stick? It performed a miracle, a mu'jizah. And the Qur'an is also, what is it? A mu'jaza, it's a miracle. So you destroy magic through what? Through the Qur'an. That is the cure. And also, just because you're sick and just because things are not going well doesn't mean that somebody's in magic on you. Right? This is like an easy escape. Every little thing, magic, magic, magic. We're obsessed with magic stories and jinn stories. What is wrong with us? Anyway, so Musa gave a stern warning. And when he gave the stern warning, the magicians, what happened? فَتَنَازَعُوا أَمْرَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ فَتَنَازَعُوا So they disputed. Niza' Dispute, argumentation. أَمْرَهُمْ Regarding their affair. بَيْنَهُمْ Between themselves. وَأَسَرُّوا And they concealed. النَّجْوَى The private conversation. Meaning they didn't publicize it. So what happened over here? Now imagine, Fir'aun, all of his magicians are coming, Musa and Harun both of them came with just one stick. And what happens before you know, the magicians take their turn, or Musa shows the miracle, Musa gives a severe warning to the magicians directly. And when he does that, the magicians, they were afraid. Some of them at least were afraid to continue. And they wanted to withdraw. They were affected by the words of Musa So they were doubting themselves. So some of them said, no, no, let's not go ahead. Another said, how is it possible? How can we not go ahead? Fir'aun has promised us such a big reward. So فَتَنَازَعُوا أَمْرَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ But they didn't publicly argue and dispute amongst themselves. What did they do? وَأَسَرُّ najwa. They concealed their private conversation. They didn't let anybody know that they were not together on this. قَالُوا 
Some of them they said, In Hadani, in not Hadani, these two guys, they're nothing except Lasahiran, two magicians. What, you fell for Musa's words? You believe in him? They're just two magicians. Yuridani. And they just intend Ayukrijakum to expel you min ardikum from your land bisihrihima through their magic. Wayadhaba and they wish to take away bitariqatikum your way that is al mutla that is exemplary. So again, won't you defend yourself? Won't you do something to save yourself from these two evil men? Two men only? And just two men, they're going to destroy your entire nation. I mean, look at the propaganda. You see it? I mean, the Bani Israel, who were they? They barely had clothes on their backs. They were enslaved completely. Ignorant people. This was their pathetic state. And Musa and Harun, even they, I mean, just two men. But look at the fear in the hearts of the people of Fir'aun. And look at the propaganda. They say, that these two men are just magicians and their goal is to expel you from your land and they want to yadhaba. Dhahaba, they want to take away tariqatikum. Tariqa, what is tariqa? Way, lifestyle. Alright? So your lifestyle, your civilization, which is al-muthla. Al-muthla from the root letters, meem, tha, lam. Muthla is the feminine form of the word amthal. Meaning that which is the best example, exemplary. Your most ideal lifestyle, your most ideal civilization, these two men have come to destroy it. Yes, two men can destroy an entire civilization. Really? So they were trying to convince each other. So after some discussion amongst themselves, what happened? فَأَجْمِعُوا kaidakum. They said, فَأَجْمِعُوا Ajmi'u, all of you do jammer. Meaning, all of you unite. Leave your differences. Forget your fears. All of you jointly decide with all your heart. Be fully committed over here. And bring together, kaidakum, your plan. What do we see over here? How united they were. It's a whole group of them. And when some of them were hesitant, they encouraged each other. They didn't split away. And this is something that we can learn. Right? Because it happens that when a group of people are doing something, they get discouraged. They become afraid. Right? But when you realize that your goal, your purpose is important to you, then what happens? You forget your differences and you come together. And you focus on the plan. فَأَجْمِعُوا كَيْدَكُمْ ثُمَّ then إِئْتُوا All of you come. Safa In rows. All of you walk together in rows. Now imagine Musa and Harun standing on one side and on the other side, all of these magicians, they're like, we're going to come in rows. And then they motivate one another. وَقَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْيَوْمَ And today, he will have succeeded. Who? Manistala, The one who overcomes. Ista'la. What's the root? عُلُو عُلُو is to be high. So Ista'la, the one who is the highest... Meaning the one who wins, the one who gets the upper hand, he will be successful today. Now, even though Fir'aun and his people, his magicians, they were upon falsehood, okay? But there is definitely one thing that we can appreciate over here. And what is that? Their organization. Their organization. And this is something that we need to develop in ourselves also. 
these men, these magicians, they made a whole plan how they were going to come forward, how they were going to come together. They motivated each other so that everyone was on the same page. Because this is one of the keys to success. Being together, being united, when the hearts are together. And when the hearts are not together, then what happens? This is the key to failure. Remember the battle of Ahzab? When all of these different groups of people had come, you know, different Arab tribes, so many people had come from different parts of the Arabian Peninsula and they had camped outside of Medina to fight against Rasulullah And there was only a trench that was preventing them from coming forth and the Muslims guarding that trench. One of the people from the Mushrikeen side, he embraced Islam. Okay, He came to the Prophet ﷺ secretly one night and he embraced Islam. And he said, I want to do something to help the Muslims. So he was guided that, okay, create some discord between the enemy. Alright? So what happened? This man, Nu'aym, he went to the mushrikeen. He went to one group of them and he turned them against one of their allies. And then he went to those allies and he turned them against the first group. So he created this mistrust, alright? And when this mistrust was, they lost their resolve. And each group fled to save their lives. Each group left, left the scene. So remember that being together, unity, that is the key to success. And being divided is your one-way ticket to failure, literally. So the magicians are very organized over here. قَالُوا يَا مُوسَى They said, O Musa, إِمَّا أَن تُلْقِيَ Are you going to throw first? Are you going to go ahead first? Are you going to take the first turn? وَإِمَّا or أَن نَكُونَ We should be أَوَّلَ first مَنْ أَلْقَى The one who throws. Should we be the first to throw or are you going to throw? What does that show? Their courage. We don't mind. You want to go first? Go ahead. And we don't mind being first either. It shows their courage. قَالَ Musa عَلَيْهِ السلام, He said, بَلْ أَلْقُوا Rather, you throw first. You go ahead first. And this also shows the confidence of Musa salam. Just because he sees the enemy confident, it doesn't mean that he loses his confidence. Because you know, when somebody is coming across to you as very confident, then how do you deal with them? That you also come across as very confident. You know, for instance, just your physical posture, when you're having a conversation, that has such a big impact. So for example, somebody was telling me recently that they were dealing with someone who never ever accepts their mistake and they really think highly of themselves. And the way this person sits, you know, they sit with their arms spread out and you know, their legs also spread out, like very confidently. So they said that when I was talking to them initially, I was sitting in a very, uh, like you feel intimidated and you kind of close yourself in. He said, but then I sat exactly the way they were sitting exactly the way they were sitting. In fact, I spread out my arms even more. Even more. And when I did that, it was as if I was ruling over the conversation. I was leading it. So when you're dealing with an opponent, one of the most necessary things is confidence. Confidence. If the other one comes across as confident, you be even more confident. And you can only be confident if you believe in what you're doing. If you're 100% sure about it. So what happened? They went ahead, the magicians, and they performed their magic. And what did they do? فَإِذَا So then, حِبَالُهُمْ Their rope, plural of حَبْل حَبْل is rope. وَعِصِيُّهُمْ عِصِي Plural of عَصَى They had sticks. 
and ropes. And Musa alayhi salam, what did he have? A stick. So their ropes and their sticks, yukhayyalu ilayhi. It seemed to him. To who? To Musa alayhi salam. Meaning when he saw their sticks and their ropes, that they threw them, it appeared to Musa alayhi salam, min sihrihim, because of their magic, meaning because of the magic that they had performed, their sticks and ropes appeared to be, annaha, that indeed it was tas'a, it was running. It was moving. Meaning, it wasn't actually that their sticks and ropes turned into snakes. It was because of the magic they had done that the sticks and ropes seemed to be moving like a snake moves. And this shows to us that magic, what is it basically? Your eyes are being deceived. Your eyes have been enchanted. Or reality is being distorted or it's being misrepresented in one way or another. Right? Because look at the word yukhayyalu. Khayalam. Khayal, a thought. You know, uh, imagination. What you think in your head. So Musa alayhi when he saw what they had done, it seemed to him that they had converted their sticks and ropes into snakes. فَأَوْجَسَ And when Musa alayhi saw that, Aujasa, he sensed fi nafsihi in himself khifatan fear. Musa, Musa. He was afraid in his heart. He felt some fear in his heart. Aujasa is from the root letters, wow jim seen. And Aujasa literally is when you perceive a light sound. You know, for example, you're sitting alone at home, there's nobody there. And then all of a sudden you sense, you know, some movement upstairs. As if somebody is walking. Hmm? So when you sense a sound or a movement like that, then what happens? What do you feel in your heart? Um, who's here? What's going on? I thought nobody was home. But then you want to pretend as if there's nothing in case there's a jinn looking at you. You know what I mean? So you feel that fear in your heart, but you don't show it. You pretend as if everything's good, but you don't show it. But you feel it. So Musa alayhi salam awjasa fi nafsihi khifa khifa fear apprehension Now we see that he was confident but after all he was a human being Obviously if you see so many snakes or things that appear to be snakes hey, you you would feel afraid Right Qulna we said la takhaf don't fear O Musa innaka antal a'la indeed you are superior you will win Musa salam is directed towards positive thinking. Don't focus on the fear. Don't focus on what makes you afraid. Overcome that. And think, realize that you are going to be superior. You are going to win. You are going to make it. You are going to defeat them. And when you think in this positive way, then your body also follows. Right? Then your fear goes away. You know, for instance, if you are running against someone, Right? There's a competition. And you keep looking at the other person. Oh, they're almost catching up with me. They're almost catching up with me. You'll never make it. But if you ignore everybody else and you just look at where you have to run to, then what happens? You keep running, you keep going, and inshallah you'll win. I ran in a race once when I was younger. And um, my coach, my teachers, they told me that Never look back. Like, don't look back. And when I started off the race, I started looking behind me and I started, like, um, falling behind. 
And then when I looked straight ahead and ran, then I ended up coming in second place, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So you see, any kind of competition, whether it's an eating competition or finishing your dinner first competition, whatever it may be, getting ready competition, getting to your destination first, whatever it may be, if you're focused on what you have to do, you'll make it. But if you're constantly thinking about, oh, how far is such and such person and how much have they done, then you'll never make it. You'll be barely the last person. Hmm? You'll hardly make it. So, قُلْنَا لَا تَخَفْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْأَعْلَى You are going to win. وَأَلْقِي Now focus on what you have to do. Forget about what they have done. What do you have to do? أَلْقِي Throw مَا فِي يَمِينِكَ That which is in your right hand. Notice مَا فِي يَمِينِكَ Remember Musa was asked, وَمَا تِلْكَ بِيَمِينِكَ يَا مُوسَى Right, so a connection is being made here. وَأَلْقِ مَا فِي يَمِينِكَ Throw what is in your hand. تَلْقَفْ It will swallow. مَا صَنَعُوا That which they have crafted. تَلْقَفْ لَامْ قَافَّ لَقْفْ It means to quickly grab or snatch something with the hand and also to quickly swallow something. Alright. So تَلْقَفْ مَا صَنَعُوا إِنَّمَا صَنَعُوا Indeed, what they have crafted is كَيْدُ sahir. It is the plan, the plot of a magician. It's just magic. وَلَا يُفْلِحُ sahir, And the magician does not succeed. حَيْثُ أَتَى Wherever he is. Highlight these words. وَلَا يُفْلِحُ sahiru حَيْثُ أَتَى A magician never succeeds. Wherever he is. Whoever he is, wherever he comes, whatever magic he performs, he can never win. For a magician, his ultimate result is failure. Someone who does magic, their ultimate end outcome is failure and loss. وَلَا يُفْلِحُ السَّاحِرُ حَيْثُ أَتَى Neither in this dunya are they successful, nor in the akhirah. Because remember, in Surah Al-Baqarah, we learned about magic, Harut and Marut, right? And we learned that the Bani Israel, they learned magic. Right? And they performed magic to separate between husband and wife. And over there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا هُمْ بِضَارِّينَ بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ They were learning something that harmed them and it did not benefit them. So magic harms the person who performs magic before it harms anybody else. So even if you have a very good reason to get magic done on somebody, you want to save them from haram, or you want to control them, or you want to save them from something, you may have an excellent reason. But magic will hurt you before it hurts them. Because وَلَا يُفْلِحُ السَّاحِرُ حَيْثُ أَتَى So what happened? Musa salam, he threw his stick, and it turned into a huge snake, as we learn in the Qur'an, and it swallowed up everything that the magicians had crafted. And when the magician saw that, فَأُلْقِيَ السَّحَرَةُ سُجَّدَ So the magicians fell down in prostration. أُلْقِيَ They were thrown. It was uncontrollable. You know sometimes you do some things deliberately. You make yourself do it. And other times you wonder, how did I do this? Why did I do this? It's as if you were made to do it. Now your emotions, they controlled you so much. Hmm? So, فَأُلْقِيَ السَّحَرَةُ سُجَّدَ It was like uncontrollably they fell into prostration. قَالُوا They said, آمَنَّا بِرَبِّ هَارُونَ وَمُوسَى We believe in the Lord of Harun and Musa. 
Pharaoh feared that his people would listen to Musa and Harun. And what happened over here? The magicians who were competing against Musa a.s. They believed in Musa and Harun. So if they believed, then what would happen to the rest of the people? Right? Now what do we see here? That the words of Musa a.s. to the magicians, they must have had some impact. Right? Because we see that initially they were a little hesitant. And when they failed, what happened? They completely surrendered. They completely submitted. So his words did have an impact. So never hesitate saying something good to someone, warning them about something that is bad for them. Let's listen to the recitation. قَالَ لَهُمْ مُوسَى وَيْلَكُمْ لَا تَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ بِعَذَابٍ وَقَدْ خَعَبَ مَنِ افْتَرَى فَتَنَازَعُوا أَمْرَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ وَأَسَرُّ النَّجْوَى قَالُوا إِنْ هَذَانِ لَسَاحِرَانِ يُرِيدَانِ أَنْ يُخْرِجَاكُمْ يُرِيدَانِ أَنْ يُخْرِجَاكُمْ مِنْ أَرْضِكُمْ بِسِحْرِهِمَا وَيَذْهَبَا بِطَرِيقَتِكُمُ الْمُثْلَى فَأَجْمِعُوا كَيْدَكُمْ ثُمَّ أَتُوا صَفَّا وَقَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْيَوْمَ مَنِ اسْتَعْلَى قَالُوا يَا مُوسَى إِمَّا أَنْ تُلْقِيَ وَإِمَّا أَنْ نَكُونَ أَوَّلَ مَنْ أَلْقَى قَالَ بَلْ أَلْقُوا فَإِذَا حِبَالُهُمْ وَعِصِيُّهُمْ يُخَيَّلُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ سِحْرِهِمْ أَنَّهَا تَسْعَى فَأَوْجَسَ فِي نَفْسِهِ خِيفَةً مُوسَى قُلْنَا لَا تَخَفْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْأَعْلَى وَأَلْقِ مَا فِي يَمِينِكَ تَلْقَفْ مَا صَنَعُوا إِنَّمَا صَنَعُوا كَيْدُ سَاحِرٍ وَلَا يُفْلِحُ السَّاحِرُ حَيْثُ أَتَى فَأُلْقِيَ السَّحَرَةُ سُجَّدًا قَالُوا آمَنَّا بِرَبِّ هَارُونَ وَمُوسَى 